Welcome back to the Life School Masterclass Show, place where visionary leaders build a life and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team, so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. All right, welcome back to another show. I hope you're doing well and thank you so much for tuning in to all our amazing shows with our amazing guests and topics of conversation, all in the aim or purpose to add value to your life and your business and your company. As we know you watch and your time is definitely very valuable to you. And also I'm very grateful for all the guests that come on and share their amazing wisdom and expertise. And today we're going to do the same. We're going to talk about how to actually effectively lead your management personnel through actions and communications. Those two important things there at the end of the, our um, topic today and uh, who best than Rodney Lawson to do so. I'm, he does this as, as an expert on the day-to-day. -day. So I'm so grateful to have him back on our show and kind of lead this amazing conversation and very important one uh, for sure. Rodney, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It is such an absolute, absolute pleasure to have you on. And I usually ask my guests at the beginning of every conversation to share the, the few, well, I can't speak today, share a few of the most meaningful moments that led you to the work that you're doing today. Well, I, I would have to say um, the most meaningful moments, it's not one in particular, but I've spent about 33 plus years in uh, a leadership role uh, working in the corporate world and i will say probably 23 plus at the executive level and i felt like there's just a lot missing especially within today's society um, on how to lead people and how to get effective results so that's one of the reasons why um, a little over a year ago i left the corporate world and started my own company rodney lawson llc and what i do is i go out and i work with companies i work with individuals at how to get the best out of their employees, whether it's increasing their sales, whether it's um, managing their attrition, or just making them more engaged. Wow. Well, welcome to entrepreneurship. Uh, I, I'm so <laughs> glad you. that you also made the pivot. That was me a couple of years ago, but I can uh, absolutely also attest to there's so many uh, gaps, I should say, yes. um, in the corporate space. Obviously, not all companies, we can't generalize, but at least also in the company that I worked for. And being in the executive team, you're just exposed to more things. Mm -hmm. So you definitely see a lot of the gaps uh, close close firsthand, first seat, right? Being in those seats. So uh, yeah, welcome and uh, so grateful that you have made the leap and now you you get to help people your way. And at least that's kind of why I love the, the journey of being an entrepreneur because you kind of do this now on your own terms and you get to really pick the problem that you want to solve. Yes. So uh, it is so empowering and it's uh, freedom and you get to work on purpose. You get to work on things that really mm -hmm. mean something to you. Um, so let's dive into our, our, our topic today, leading your management team. So what are some of the things that 
uh, you really feel based on your experience. Start with those gaps. Let's start with those gaps that you maybe have seen. And then we'll go into some of the things that you really feel could be different to really help companies level up, you know, have a smooth operation and also create the impact and the purpose and the profit that they're looking for. Because at the end of the day, that's really the main mission of most for-profit companies. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that, um, the gaps, right? So there's a lot of stuff that I could talk about today, but I chose to talk about um, just how to effectively lead through your actions, number one, and then how to effectively accomplish that through your communication. And that's because those are the two largest areas that I see that are problems of today with entrepreneurs, with um, uh, folks in the corporate world in a large space. It's funny, you can go to LinkedIn, you can go online or Google, you can go all over the place and get all types of information on leadership. But it's just funny how what we read and what we see that's out there in the marketplace doesn't translate to what's happening on the job, what's happening in real time. Okay, so the first the first exercise or the first rule uh, I would like to say is that there's a, a concept, a philosophy that I created probably about 30 years ago, and it's called the 33 and a third rule. And this is where you have a complete balance between how you're leading your people. It's a balance between motivation, how you motivate them, two, how you develop them, and three, how you hold them accountable. And if a leader is not balanced in those three areas, then what they will find is inequities, and, and, and they'll, they'll have all kinds of problems when it comes to their performance, okay? Let me give you an example. If I spend most of my time on motivation because that's what I like to do, and I spend very little time on developing my folks and holding them accountable, then guess what? The results are not gonna be as effective. And you'll usually see a quality problem in that particular area. If I spend most of my time on development and not enough on motivation and not enough on accountability, then what I'm developing on will not take hold as well because there's no accountable actions and there's no motivation for the employees. Okay. And then thirdly, if it's too much in accountability, I'm holding them accountable for everything, but I'm giving them very little motivation and very little development coaching them up. We all know what that looks like. Just a lot of pressure, right? So what I found is that over the years, is that the more equally balanced you are between the three, the more effective your results will become and the more focus or the more weight or the more pressure you can bring to the table because I'm gonna motivate you just as hard as I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm gonna develop you just as hard as I'm gonna motivate you. So it's a balance. Mm. Yeah, no, I love I love that balance because I think that's especially as your organizations grow because um, we do similar works. I work both in the entrepreneur space and also in the corporate space. But the bigger the organization grows, you see you see the balance kind of being thrown off. And then that's mm -hmm. why it's very easy for people to kind of fall through the cracks. Performance suffers. You know, people lose focus of what are we working towards, the lack of the alignment between the vision, mission, and values of the company and all of that. So I think what you just kind of uh, very 
evenly divided in some sort of framework seems like it's definitely something that um, organizations as they implement that then they have the harmony between those three things and then i mean accountability is just like anything right any somebody that's going to because sometimes i think that takes a negative connotation uh in our personal lives and even in if you're part of you're an entrepreneur you're part of working under someone else's vision yes. mission right you're not necessarily on your own then you know uh, that could be something accountability is great because then you are highly accountable to your own actions right to those things that and goals that you set up for yourself so i definitely uh agree with uh with the work that you're doing and the framework that you're putting out there uh for companies to thrive on and as far as communication rodney i know as companies get bigger that's also another thing that um kind of it becomes challenging because you just have more departments more team members it takes definitely uh, a different type of structure and organization to kind of align the communicative aspects since we're speaking about that on today's topic uh what are some of the best practices that you have also seen with communication as our companies expand and evolve and we just have more moving pieces um to kind of look at as the ceos so what's interesting about this is that um you know, at first I mentioned the, the three pillars, right? Motivating, developing, and accountability. Communication is a part of all three of those. And the more effectively you do that, the more effectively you will become when it comes to obtaining the results in each of those areas. Let me give you an example. You mentioned accountability and you talked about a negative connotation, right? The reason that that is the case is because most people look at accountability as something bad or something negative. Accountability is just holding a person to a standard so that they can be the best that they can be. That's all it is. But the problem is that sometimes the way we go about it is what gives it the negative connotation. Okay. So let me, let me uh, paint this out to you. So from a communication standpoint, I call this my one, two, three method, right? Whenever I communicate something, number one, it's what I say. Number two, it's how I say it. And number three, it's if, they obtain the information. See, a lot of times as leaders, because we're placed into a leadership position, we think that because we're in that position, whatever we say, it goes no matter what. And while that may hold some truth, the bottom line is if you want your people to run through a wall with that message, then they got to understand the whys behind it. They got to understand the, 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 uh, the, the passion and why it's important, what it means to them and how it affects them. So by making sure that you communicate what it is, which is what everybody does, but then you got to focus on how it's communicated. And this is where I see a lot of people fall short. They don't focus on how it's communicated. And then the third point just doesn't even take hold if the second point doesn't take place. So it's important to make sure that when you're communicating, it's three things. One, what you say. Number two, how you say it. And number three, if the message takes hold. That yeah, absolutely. I love that you said communications everywhere because we're humans. We're communicating all day, every day with each other. So I think it's so important that uh, um, you understand how to maintain that healthy communication as you maintain a healthy culture because it's all, mm -hmm. I mean, who, who really makes up your culture, right? Your team and uh, your values and, and the way you operate on the day to day. And it starts with you as solopreneur all the way up to those levels of 
of company growth for sure. What about specifically, I love that you are actually focused on the management and you are actually an executive as well yourself that you mentioned back to your story, but what specifically can we do to keep our executive team, leadership team, management team aligned? Um, as CEOs or as leaders of our company. Well, let me let me tell you, Elena, a little bit more about what I do. So I talked about 33 and third rule, three pillars. I talked about communication. So what I do is I go in and I do an assessment. Okay, I assess the management personnel, and I'm evaluating them in those areas, right? And that takes hold by a number of different ways, right? It's just not coming in. It's coming in. It's talking to the individuals. It's talking to the people that they lead. It's talking to their peers. And then it's talking to them. And you usually will find a disconnect between how they see themselves versus how their peers see them versus how their subordinates see them. And once you come to that medium, it gives you a roadmap on exactly what you need to do and how to coach that person up, if you will. Yeah. Well, great stuff, right? Because I always say it starts it starts from the top, right? I mean, just yep. like anything, um, you know, those are the leaders that um, have that high impact in the organization. So it's smart to start with them. And then obviously everybody impacts one another, just like it's anything funny. in life, life it multiplies uh, with the impact that you get to have. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me. Yeah, you, you mentioned you mentioned culture from the top. And I don't think that people really understand how important setting a positive culture is. Uh, as an executive, whenever I would hire directors and uh, senior managers and folks that were gonna report into my division or my segment or my area, the one question that I would ask them is, what's the difference between a good coach and a bad coach? And, and, and that's the question I would ask in the interview because I'm curious, right? But the answer, is not my answer. It comes from the legendary Pat Riley, who, you know, coached the Los Angeles Lakers, coached the Miami Heat, and is, is an executive for the Miami Heat, and he has it in his book. He says the difference is that good coaches breed good covenants, bad coaches breed bad covenants. And that's the difference. It's as simple as that. So if you want a positive organizational culture, you have to breed positive covenants. Now, let's talk about covenants for a minute. What is a covenant? A covenant is an agreement or an unspoken agreement, meaning that you don't have to communicate something for it to be a part of your culture. Let me give you an example. Let's say I'm leading a group of 10 individuals and one of them feels that it's okay to disrespect one of the others in front of the group and me as a leader decides not to address it, okay? What I have just done is established a culture, a covenant. Sorry, I established a covenant. What that covenant says is it's okay to disrespect one of your contemporaries in our environment. That's a part of our culture now. If I don't address that, that's what happens. And that's why as a leader, you have to understand, you got to step in and you got to address that. Now, I'm not saying to do it in a disrespectful manner, but you do it in the one, two, three manner. Communicate what? Communicate how and communicate and, and make sure that, that the message has gotten through, right? So in this case, it's going to be the what, right? Here's what I heard. Here's what happened. And this is probably in a one-on-one -on -one setting. And the reason why it's not conducive for us to continue down this path and disrespecting our 
contemporaries, okay? I'm gonna make sure that how I communicate that is in a way where they receive the message, okay? To make sure that the message takes hold. But then I'm also going to, from an accountability standpoint, and this is where we leave a lot out from accountability. We do not communicate repercussions, okay? We talk about what went wrong or what should have happened, but we don't talk about what's gonna happen if this happens again. Because see, I need that person to understand that in our environment, the way we treat one another, the road that we're traveling, we are together in this thing and we gotta support each other no matter what. And because of that, we have to have everyone treating each other with respect. So therefore, if it happens again, you're gonna leave me no other alternative but to hold you accountable. And that may include written documentation. It may include a suspension. It may include a termination. But I have to be very clear that we can't tolerate that in this environment. Yeah, I think what you're just kind of describing that I've also seen is just those tiny moments, tiny moments of decisions or even uh, boundaries that um, yeah. Because the, the leader is not clear, obviously, that's going to affect the entire organization. So I think alignment of the leaders absolutely makes it so much easier so that you kind of execute these things. And you lead by example at the end of the day, because I think the main purpose of any great leader, and I love the example you used at the beginning, is to make more leaders, right? To make more yes. people that are empowered and they're, you know, working within your organization and they feel aligned and they're contributing members and they you retain them for a long time, right? Because we know that that's really the retention part of your team is really important in the growth of your company as well. So yeah, it's in those tiny in those decisions that either get made or don't get made because maybe the leader has their own, you know, things to kind of work around. Um, and I think that's very, very, um, very, you know, applicable to kind of how all of these starts to connect together as far as the dots in the leadership aspect of the company as well. Beautiful, Rodney. I think this is definitely a great conversation to have and so much amazing uh, wisdom that you've shared with us so far. But I'm curious because I have a lot of entrepreneurs in our audience as well. Mm -hmm. um, if you could share, how has your journey um, as an entrepreneur been so far? What are some lessons that you have learned that you'd like to share with our audience? Well, I got to tell you, um, being an entrepreneur is not easy, okay? Um, and, and a lot of my mm -hmm. experience in the corporate world where it's helped in several areas, um, being in the corporate world where you have um, the security blanket, uh, you know, all of these other nuances, um, in the entrepreneurial world, there's a lot more hats you have to wear. And so there are some challenges, okay? But I will say that um, for me, the, the, the biggest challenge is just learning the difference in the mindset, okay? Because to be an entrepreneur, you have to have a totally different mindset than you do working in the corporate world. So that's probably been the largest challenge for me. Um, the easiest is working with people, connecting with people, um, you know, communicating uh, different ways in different areas that I can help um, and just finding those those avenues uh, where I can uh, fulfill my passion of seeing people be successful, because that's truly why I do this. Yeah. Yeah. There, there you go. That's the purpose of why you did what you did and why you're here. But mindset shifts you mentioned. I so agree with that. So what are some mindset shifts that you have made? Uh, from a corporate, from being a corporate employee to being an entrepreneur that you like to share with us? 
Well, for one, the biggest thing is you have to believe in yourself. Because in a corporate world, uh, you, you, usually when you work for a corporation, there are a lot of people around you that are working for that same corporation. They're all receiving a paycheck every week or every two weeks, whatever the frequency is. Um, there's the health benefits. I mean, you have all of these things that you don't have to worry about. But when it comes to being an entrepreneur, you have to ensure that all of those things are taken care of. And it's sometimes it's just you starting out. And so it might be networking or partnering with other individuals. It might be having, uh, you know, some type of, 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 of mastermind meeting or group that you're a part of where you can get additional information on how to succeed in those areas where you might not be as efficient. Yeah, absolutely. You're on your own. And even though that's so much freedom, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, so much like, wow, the world is my oyster kind of feeling. Um, but of course, that comes with this other side of, okay, now I have to actually make all these decisions. <laughs> I don't know right. what is the next thing to focus on. And as you said, wearing on the hats and even the uncertainty of just being in that environment because you create your own environment now, right? You get to work on that agenda. You get to work on those purposeful activities that are going to mm -hmm. really make the impact in your journey, but also income, because I know that's another thing why, you know, so many of us have stayed, at least for me, three years too long, at least where I was, mm -hmm. uh, because of the uncertainty of the paycheck or... Um, that you just sometimes can't predict, especially when you're new, you haven't built those relationships yet. You haven't built your brand yet, this buzzword, the brand. Right. You, built, you know, all of these things are in, in growth mode, right? Uh, mm -hmm. What advice can you give for somebody that maybe resonates with your personal story around, around the, or maybe what you have learned for yourself um, around the uncertainty of the income aspect? as you grow your business and versus a secure paycheck every two weeks or every month back to kind of what you were expecting or getting when you were working? Well, I will say this. Um, I have a lot of philosophies that I've developed over the years. And there's one in particular, um, I call it my performance success equation. And it applies in the corporate world. It applies at the entrepreneurial. It applies in your personal life. And the equation is simple. It's the letter P as in Paul equals E as in every day plus S as in Sam plus S as in Sam. So it's P equal E plus S plus S. Now let's talk about what those are. The P is your performance will always equal, right? The E, your effort, the amount of effort that you put into it the skill set that you have at it is the first S. And then the second S is a strategy that you put in place. So if you want to increase your performance in anything, right? Increase your effort, increase your skill set, increase your strategy. Sometimes you only need to increase one just a little bit to get a huge gain. Sometimes it may pay to increase all three. But if you're looking for an increase in that performance, it's effort plus skill set plus strategy. I've utilized this and seen it in sporting teams. I've seen it in executive teams. I've seen it in church organizations. It works all across the board. Again, even in your personal life. If you want to increase your performance in something, you got to increase your skill set. You got to increase the strategy that how you go about it, or you got to increase the amount of effort that you can put into it. 
And some people are working at maximum capacity, right? They can't put in any more effort. But what they can do is develop another skill. What they can do is get someone to help them teach them something else. What they can do is bring someone in as a partner or bring someone in as a consultant to help increase that skill set. Okay, so there's many things that they can do. And there's many things that they can do from a strategy standpoint. So oh, P yeah. equals E plus S plus S. Wow, that's that seems predictable because it seems so empowering that you actually can predict your results yes. by just following that simple equation. Because yes, I so agree that uh, I think a lot of times when we're working on certain things as entrepreneurs, it might feel like we're working parallel on the parallel. We just have too many things happening at once. Mm -hmm. However, when you go back to that basic, simple equation of just human performance, then it's easy to see, oh, maybe I like strategy. Maybe I like the skill set, you mm -hmm. know? So it's just easy to pinpoint. Uh, definitely, I definitely recommend that as a good equ equation to kind of put it on your vision board or wherever uh, you kind of, you know, set out your goals for Q, Q3, Q2, and all your business goals. Because, um, yeah, I love I love that share because it's, it's so predictable Thanks. a lot of times. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing wrong and uh, what we're missing. And we just maybe go and chase the next shiny object that not necessarily could be the thing that we're missing. And it seems like a puzzle piece, but I love that you have some equa an equation. Sounds like a, a math-like equation that you can plug <laughs> in and figure out, okay, where's the gap right now? And what is it that I need to do, whether it's me getting it or hiring someone or aligning myself with the right mm -hmm. people or getting the right support? because that's absolutely uh, doable as well. Well, thank you so much, Rodney. We've actually have reached the end of our interview. Definitely thank a great you. conversation. Me and you could definitely go on, it seems like, uh, yes. to really um, kind of piggyback off our experiences and also our expertise and um, over the years, or even just our personal experience, because I think at the end of the day, that's the most important thing that um, most of us resonate with. We just want to know that you've been there, done that, right? That empathy thing. And I think it's really yes. important, even as an entrepreneur, as we're mm -hmm. building our business. I have a few questions that I've formulated that are more like fill in the blanks. Okay. Um, I just got inspired to kind of ask you a few of these. So um, the first one is what inspires me is you fill in that blank. What inspires me is seeing other people become successful that I've touched in some form or fashion. Love it. I overcome challenges by? I overcome challenges by having a, a strong, convicted character, <laughs> willpower, <laughs> if you will. Um, uh, just to give you an example, I've, I've uh, I've spent my entire life without taking a single drink of alcohol. <laughs> and that was just by choice because I grew up, you know, uh, in an alcoholic parent environment. And um, it was just by choice. And regardless of the pressures, regardless of the position I was in, I was always, um, uh, people always tried to sway me. And it didn't work because of my willpower. That is definitely very strong. And I know that's the best confidence booster because we're talking about believing in yourself at the beginning as well. Absolutely. Kudos yes. to you for that. That's absolutely true. And when you have done it once, it's so much easier to repeat it yep. <laughs> in all the other areas. So, so yeah, I mean, that I love that. And then my last one is your best, advi uh, best advice in leadership I've received is? The best advice in leadership I received 
is a quote, winners surround themselves with winners. Mm. Well, there you go. Food for thought. Well, Rodney, thank you so much again for all the amazing wisdom that you shared with us. Such an amazing conversation. It was great to also have met you and have you on our show. And where is it that people can continue this conversation with you? Well, they can reach out to me. Simple. Um, bookwithrodney.com is where you can schedule a 20-minute consultation. And that's where we can see if uh, you want me to come in and work with your company or work with you as an individual. My website is rodneylawson.com. Very simple. And my email address is rodney at rodneylawson.com. Well, there you go. Definitely go connect with Rodney. As one of our values here is definitely connection and nurturing relationships. And you just never know how is it that you can support one another and support him in the journey as well. I know at those beginnings, the the uh, as, as they always say, the power of your network and your relationships yeah. is very important, especially being an entrepreneur as well. So thank you so much for coming on. And I want to thank you for listening. And you know where to find us on a major podcast platforms, also all over our social media. And uh, if you have any suggestion for topics, I'm always open because at the end of the day, I want the show to always serve you as the, the listener. So let us know if you have any topics that you suggest for us to bring amazing experts and guests just like Rodney today. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye now. I am offering a free 30-minute discovery strategy business growth call for you in order to help you discover the foundational gaps that you might have between your book publishing branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team so that you can make more impacts and income in your business this year. Even if you decide not to receive the further support that I could provide for you, you will still walk away with amazing wisdom and value from my 20-year experience in helping entrepreneurs and growing my own successful business in what are some of the gaps that you are experiencing and how to connect those gaps with your ultimate business and life vision. Schedule a call now as my calendar gets booked very fast so that you could take advantage of this 30 minute opportunity to have a personalized chat together.